This episode of Unguilty Pleasure is proudly sponsored by my friends at Nomo, the UK's leading vegan and free from chocolate. Nomo is dairy-free, gluten-free, free from egg and nuts. So anybody with allergens or someone like me, a vegan, it is perfect. Caramel and sea salt is my favorite flavor. It's that kind of light green aqua colored wrapper. Ooh, if you see it, get it. It's so, so good. Nomo is available in the free from aisle at Tesco, Asda Morrison's, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett, honestly anywhere, and on their website, nomochoc, N-O-M-O-Choc.com. Use the discount code UNGUILTYPLEASURE for 10% off the whole Nomo website. And thank you so much, Nomo, for sponsoring the podcast. Bye-bye. What's it pleasure? What's it tea? Let's spend love and positivity. Good vibes on this party scene. No, again, cause we on it all. I'm guilty pleasures with Christopher Hall. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unguilty Pleasure. My name is Chris Hall, and I'm thrilled that you have come back to see me. If you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening. Come follow us. I mean, it's just me sat here with the mic, but uh, come follow uh, the Instagram page at Unguilty Pleasure Pod. That would be wonderful. And um, <clears throat> tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, my unguilty pleasure this week, what has it been? What has it been? I've actually started reading a little bit more this week, which has been so fab. Um, kind of, I mean, I just love female comedian autobiographies. I really wish I was going through a phase where I was reading, um, you know, dusty classic novels or maths textbooks. I wish I was that that kind of guy, but I'm just not. Um, but I did read Ali Wong's, um, who did Baby Cobra and Hard Knocked, Knocked Up Life, Hard Knocked Life. Um, Ali Wong's autobiography is fab. Um, Abby Jacobson's is amazing. Read these all quite recently. Um, what else? That's probably it probably it for now uh but they are super duper um oh anna kendrick's i read quite recently she's not a comedian but scrappy little nobody it's called um oh busy phillips busy phillips's book is amazing god i just love female female comedians female celebrities and their autobiographies i could just read them all day read busy phillips busy phillips book this is gonna hurt that was so fab love her also love her podcast as well maybe soon we can manifest me being on that all about manifesting here. We're dreaming big. We're dreaming big here at Unguilty Pleasure. Um, my guest this week is an <laughs> the best. Uh, we had such a funny conversation. Well, it was funny, but then it also got really um, just took it like a serious turn. And we just spoke about similar experiences and um, trials and tribulations, but also rainbows and butterflies and we had such a funny conversation he's an absolute diamond please welcome to into your headphones uh actor and comedian and good time gal david o'reilly welcome back everybody um i'm here with a guest i'm so excited to have um hilarious i've said hilarious now so you have, you have to be funny. Yeah, I um, hope so. Could you imagine dry as I can? <laughs> um, actor, comedian, David O'Reilly, everybody is here. Oh, I, I'm honoured, actually, because you're hilarious. You're, <laughs> you were like my saving grace during the Pamdella 
Anderson. Oh. Pam, <laughs> Pam, no, Pandemela Anderson. Pandemela yeah. Anderson. Do you like that? I love that. <laughs> that was off the back of the Pandemi Lovato. Yeah, I'm not sure if it works as well. Pandemela Anderson. Pandemela Anderson. Pandemela Anderson. I think that works. Yeah, cute. Fantastically. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. Uh, how are you? Introduce yourself. Who are you? What's your name? What are your pronouns? What have you done today? Little roundup. So, um, my name is David O'Reilly. As you said, I'm an actor, comedian, just a creative, you know, trying to get along in life, grab coins where I can, doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know what you mean, honey. Get, just picking money off the tree wherever you can find it. Yeah. I, my we... pronouns, he and him. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, lovely. But I've been known to be called it and them before, so... <laughs> I'll take, I'll take and, that. and that that thing over there. Get over here! Oh, thank you. And that's only my mother and father as well. <laughs> but, um, and, ugh. Yeah. So yeah, no. That uh, and I'm good. You know, just the weather in London is just it just makes it today. It's a really sunny day. It might not be when you're listening to this, yeah, but yeah. it just lifts everything, doesn't it? Oh my god, the way my mood. So last week when I got on my bike in the morning in a t-shirt and jeans, and I was freezing it was gray and cloudy the way i just felt my whole existence crumble yeah. and just like the i just felt like oh my like that's the end that's the end of summer that's the end of the year we're back here in this horrible gray vortex again then suddenly today i was like oh I, I was walking yeah, the down girls the street. Brunch. Yeah, the little kick in my step as I walked down the street. Did a little said hello to someone I didn't know. They ran, you know. So, so, so. <laughs> they screamed and ran they away. They screamed, but... but I had a lovely time. So no, but no, but honestly, it does. Do you know, I've realised so much that we are meant to be outdoor far more than we are, and this country yes. just does not afford that. There is truly no resources outside. Nothing to do. There's nothing we can do. The weather's shite most of the time. Literally, I, do you know, I was walking through Compton Street a few weeks ago and it was, do you remember we had that really bad rain and weather? Yeah. And you could only, I think it was before Freedom Day. Freedom Day, blues. <laughs> um, before, <laughs> before um, you could like eat inside in groups, I think. So it was outside. So, you yeah, know, yeah. people were literally like grasping on to any time outside to eat a meal. Yeah. And I was walking by one of the restaurants and I heard... And next time I looked, and the marquee was in the sky oh with God. tables everywhere and people trying to grab their brunch, you know. Uh, I, I thought, look, we're desperate. This is it. We literally, people are desperate for it. The, the amount of, like, outdoor eating and drinking that I did when it was just fully, fully un- Outdoors weather. The full on frozen, the musical like, vibes. <laughs> literally what sitting there. Was Olaf, with the Yeah, the Mar- <laughs> Mar- Olaf's walking by. The Wicked Witch in a Broom. It's awful. There's um, there's pictures of my friend's 30th was February. And there's pictures of us in um, Vauxhall Park with like a bottle of Prosecco. But just like blue lips. Like, <laughs> like kind of like frozen like tears just coming down like Archie. But just like... Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Isn't it lovely to see everyone? You've yeah. not got hypothermia now for the rest of the year. No, I can't. Um, no, but we really gave it a go in those cold those cold months when we were allowed to eat. Like, we just, we, you've got to do it. You've got to layer up and just, yeah, just, and just get, get out, get, get socialising. Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh, you're a musical theatre actor, uh, mm-hmm. well, any kind of actor, but 
I have done a lot of musicals. Yeah. Um, currently, and everybody's talking about Jamie. I am. Um, how's that? Have you enjoyed? When did you join the cast? So I, I feel like I joined it forty-five years ago. <laughs> so, I, but, but, so I joined literally in January twenty twenty. We stopped in March today. We went back for four shows in December, oh and then we came back in May. That wasn't cute. I mean, it happened. wasn't cute. So um, it's do you know what? It's great. Um, the it's a great show for, for like you know it's got a strong message, but it's also a really cute cutely constructed show with great music and great direction and yeah. the audiences at the moment are just living for it people are literally like get us in these theatres we want to watch some shows and they're just loving it so it just makes our job that li- I know it sounds really cliche yeah yeah you know, it makes our job but it does make our job easier when the audience is on your side oh you and know? they're receptive to it yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah I feel that I feel everyone is just like so um desperate desperate or ready for any kind of entertainment, any kind of like culture, something to do, be around people. They want to be entertained by live people. For sure, for sure. Um, they just want to have that, that like, we, like when you think about it, like for like 16, 14, 16 months, we were deprived of so much. That I'm not surprised. Well, most people are actually. It's London. Walking around like this, like fog heads, like, yeah. <laughs> oh just, because we had no interaction. Awful. Yeah. No, so it's mad. Yeah. Um, no, I love the show. Um, seen it um a few times. I think I've seen I think I saw I've seen it three. I've seen it I've seen John Layton and, and Jordan I saw Jordan last oh. year, so I've seen it three times, three different um, uh manifestations. Haven't yet seen yourself in it. No, no. Um but I will. Obviously with my seventeen minutes in the show, yeah, no, you yeah. know, <laughs> you're missing out massively. Because <laughs> you're in drag in the show. Yes, yes, he's in How's drag. That? You know How's that on a nice hot day like today? Oh, oh. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I had to go and get an industrial fan just to really melt a couple of weeks ago when we had really hot. Just to have Hurricane, what's that Hurricane? I mean, uh, Hurricane actually, Bianca literally yeah, in my face. Yeah, it's a bit bad taste to bring up the hurricane that's in America right now. Hurricane, what does it matter? They're not listening. No, it's I quite an English podcast. And, and if they are, we do apologise <laughs> for that. Uh, no personal harm was just meant as a joke. It's comedy. Comedy. It's comedy, come on. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I do talk. But you know what? It's just a real misconception with people sometimes with me that they think, because I used to run a charity night in the West End yeah. with two friends, Sean Parkins and uh, David McMullen, we ran a mad drag night, yes. which is a massive charity night. And people are like, oh, you love drag, don't you? I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's so hard. It is so hard. So much to think about. So many components. And so, so many components. But not only that, now we've got full-on real-life judges everywhere we walk. Every gay that's turned on RuPaul's Drag Race it's now, now thinks yeah. they're judged. Need, need I say, Michelle will come for you. Yes. Like, she has- it's Absolutely. Just everywhere, people say, you know, it's 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 only like that. Remember when X Factor came around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone suddenly thought that they were Mark Malin, you know, vocal oh. coaches. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh god, she's a actually she's a bit pitchy there. Bit pitchy there, like, wasn't she? Doris, you get up there and sing a song. You know what I mean? I'm you so... get up and sing "My Heart Will Go On" because they never sing they never sang easy songs in X Factor. It's like you get up there and sing "Power of Love." Do you know what I mean? You literally, do that now. see as titanium. Literally, <laughs> and my mum's sitting there going. <laughs> No. No, not a fan for yeah, me, yeah. no. Bit funny, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit shouty. No, I don't like her tone. Yes. What does tone mean? You have no idea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that with drag now, it just oh, it takes like, the enjoyment yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I get real passionate about this. I'm like, mm. drag existed before RuPaul. You know totally, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should know well, that so more if, than if RuPaul else. is listening, because I do think he does subscribe to the podcast, thank you so much for all you've done. However, yes. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I hope I didn't insult you. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it totally did. But you know what I mean? Like we had people like Danny LaRue, people yeah. like Lily Savage, all these amazing kind of mainstream drag queens. And now it just makes it the harder, that bit harder. I'm lucky because the aesthetic in the show was there for me when I got in. This is what you do, you know. And the thing is, well, I'm, I only have 50% vision in one of my eyes. Okay. So honestly, if I don't really concentrate, I will go down looking like a smashed lasagna <laughs> onto that stage. And people are like, you can see cast members just giving up proper like, oh God, so today's go a bad day. That didn't go well today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you only got ready at beginners. Literally. literally <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just make like a big uh, handful of uh, foundation. Just pat it in. I'm ready. Um, it also, I mean, something that, um, so I, one of my things in um, fucking lockdown was, I've now I now just watch drag queens put on their makeup. I just watch just watch makeup tutorials. I find it so soothing. I also just find it so creative and fun and amazing. So I got my friends bought me an eyeshadow palette <laughs> for my birthday. Love it, but f- fuck is that hard to do? It's so and I hard. look I look like an absolute. Just, I just like I've been punched in the face. I said, I, I just, black eyes. That was one of my jokes of one of the other drag queens when he started doing his makeup when he started. Gary Lee, I hope you don't mind me saying this. <laughs> he came and says, and his was purple eyeshadow. Yeah. I said, Gary, that was a bastard trick. He said, what? I said, whoever punched you in the eyes there, I'm going to find them because okay. that's terrible, you know? <laughs> but it is so difficult. You don't realise how, like, someone once said to me, practice makes perfect and it takes time with drag. And I'm like, oh God, I haven't got, I haven't got the energy. I'm, I really oh, haven't. All the time. You get someone else to do it for me, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I was doing it at my friend's um, 30th. We went away and my friend was trying to, she was like, I'll do it for you, but can I talk you through it to see if you can? And the amount of times I just like poked my eye, she was like, gently, gently. And I'd be like, I just like spear myself in the eye, just lightly, Chris, just under La- the brow. And blending like, is your friend. Blend it. And then it would just be like a, like a, like war paint, like a big, like red strip across like my eye or whatever. Well, they do that. So they hard. do this thing. They did it when we started, uh, uh, Jamie and they do it on cats as well where they do half your face mm. and say to you do the other half <laughs> now I mean no insult when I say this I look like a Bell's palsy <laughs> literally because because <laughs> my, my one side of my face was like stunning the <laughs> other half was like absolute dog <laughs> pig in a wig <laughs> and you're like I love what you've done Let's wipe it off. Let's try it again. Let's try again because that's not going to work. That's darling. not going to work. And can you not just do my makeup for me? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, too much. Too much. But um, I, as a viewer, um, what's so beautiful about seeing a show like that on stage is because it's kind of been the first. Uh, no, that's a, that's a lie. But maybe the first in recent times of a story like that, seeing like a young queer um, teenager really. Ex- exploring their queerness. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think, you you know, there has been stories before, but I don't think there's ever been one like this where a, you know, an openly queer kid Mm -hmm. who was accepted by his mother, whose mother buys him heels for his birthday. We've never seen that on a mainstream kind of stage, a commercial musical theatre stage like that, to the extent where it's ran for three years Mm -hmm. on the West End. In the West End, sorry, and you say you don't say it on the West End. People will be, don't come for me. We'll have oh, all will the tr- they? Oh yeah, apparently it's on Broadway and in the West End. Oh come yeah. on, you got far too much time in your hands. Oh, that's what you're worried about. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When we've just had a pandemic, like Anderson, go, not coming to, not um. When do you know what? But actually, blows my mind. It's slightly off topic. Who's got the time to complain to Ofcom? 
Do you, do you know what I mean? Who's got the... Please, you've, there's so much more to do. But I say that to people now. If they're wrong about something, go to Ofcom because I don't want to hear it. Go to Ofcom. I literally, I can't be bothered, I can't hear it. thousands of other people have got a problem, apparently. Do you know what, what I mean? Got the time to, um... Even if someone's like, oh, God, I had a terrible day. Ofcom, take it to Ofcom. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. People being paid to deal with the complaints. Yeah, deal with your so... complaints. I'm not being paid. Yeah. <laughs> but it is the biggest kind of like mainstream show where we kind of see... And and you know what? I don't think the show gets enough um, kind of, not recognition, because I don't think recognition is the right word, but in a time where there are so many shows falling short of diverse casting, mm. um, we have a beautifully eclectic bunch of diverse um, actors in our company of all different nationalities, sexualities, religions. Yeah. And name me another show where two girls in a hijab appear yeah. in the ensemble and play a part. I can't think no, of no, one. No. Not in a commercial musical theatre show. And I just think it's so fantastic what Jonathan Butterell, Dan Gillespie and Tom uh, McCrea have, have, have created um, is just a beautiful reflection upon modern day UK. Well, Do you know what I mean? And I've, di- I've um, been, I've spent um, time in the beautiful city of Sheffield quite a lot. Um, my sister <clears> used to live there and um, I've worked there. And the kids you'd see coming into the theatre to watch the show or just walking down the street shopping look like the cast of Jay. Like, that's what the the people of Sheffield look like. Like, the diverse... Exactly. ...group of people. And that, and I think that's all... That is the message that all people are saying when when, when we bring... When it's brought up about cast falling short and, and companies like that. It's not about anything other than this just doesn't reflect the world that we live in, yeah, you know? Yeah. If if you can't see yourself on the stage, how are you ever meant to imagine that one day you'll ever you get could. there? So the problem is, like, right down to grassroots level, when the kid walks into that theatre, are they seeing themselves represented? And I just think... At Jamie, it would be very hard not to come and for different people to say, oh my God, yeah, I can see I myself can yeah. in this show. Whether it be a parent who's having trouble identifying with their queer child, whether it's been a parent who absolutely embraces their queer child, whether it's a, a, a Muslim girl, whether it's a, you know, a, a bully who's who, who seeks redemption at the end of it. It's mm-hmm. all these things that are wrapped up and I just think it doesn't get as much credit, the show as a whole, as I think it deserved. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I think... Um, obviously there's um, there's a little bit obviously the character Jamie does experience pushback and does experience a bit mm-hmm. of bullying and does it and things like that um, and that's kind of but it's uh, it's a story that's very based in reality as a um, as opposed to kind of some of the stories that you see you know you see a lot as a, as a child you hear a lot about like um, stories about the AIDS uh epidemic and you mm-hmm. hear things about and you hear uh, stories about like you know um, how hard it is to grow up and be gay or yeah. how like ostracised you'd be kind of thing really extreme scary stories whereas like when I was watching that I was like oh like thank goodness I didn't you know but I, yeah you know I had a little bit of bullying a little bit of yeah back and forth with teachers mm-hmm. or with, with parents and it's like that was a story that I could kind of actually relate to and see my see parts of myself in the story exactly. as opposed to you know the ta- the, the town chasing me out of of the city with pitchforks yeah exactly kind of like oh he's there in school uniform being having a going through his experience and it's finally something that 
actually happens in a lot of people's lives. Exactly, and 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 that is a, such a, what you said there about like you know the town running is out of pitchforks. They are things that as gay people we think all the time. We manifest these things in our heads. The narrative in our head is is that we can't come out because people are going to be upset or angry with us. It's not rational mm-hmm. because we don't ever see, we never seen ourselves. We, ne- we never seen these shows. We never seen things like, you know, it's a sin and seeing a group of gay people being friends on a TV series. Oh, unless it was, you know, you know, queer as folk, obviously, but like, yeah, yeah. it's a sin is revolutionary, not only because it deals with the AIDS epidemic, and that's really important, but like dealing with a gay friendship circle. Yeah. Like, that's and not on primetime television anymore. At or all. it doesn't exist. Yeah. And just knowing that you'd have friends. Exactly. Exactly. I'd, that's have, I'd, it. Have, I'd have queer friends. You know, there was, I don't, you know, you never, I never knew that, you know, you don't know that there's a, there will be like pubs and bars that you can just go to or like, you know, every, every group of friends that was on TV was, um, you know, heterosexual. Heterosexuals, or if the gay was on TV, he was an overly flamboyant. Um, yeah, just the Saki mate. The Saki moody mate yeah. who who kind of just came in, dropped these funny lines and then left. Yeah, but yeah. was never the part of the main story, never part of the, the, the kind of, the love interest or the having a child or, you know. I, I, or having like a, like a job, anything, a job or an experience. It was always just experience. like the kind of jester, uh, which, I mean... Oh, don't get me Some, wrong. Sometimes I don't mind playing the jester, my darling. Don't get me wrong. It's in our DNA as a gay. We have it running through our bones yes. and our blood. We are jesters to the core. However, we are other things. Other things, thank you. Um, and not the jesters in our own life. Just, you know, you have a whole life. And I think that comes from the upbringing. Well. We've had to learn to laugh at ourselves because people have been laughing at us our whole lives. That's it. And also, the only way to, uh, for me anyway, the only way to survive school was to make people laugh oh my god so you go into the room you kind of scout out the room and go right i can make you laugh by this like character i do mm-hmm. i can make you laugh by doing an impression of the teacher and i can make you laugh by juggling or whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then i'll be all right yeah yeah totally um it's mad isn't it like yeah. all these things that like we we, we we when we move forward as adults we forget about how much we're influenced by years gone by of, of, of different processes and things that are triggering totally. it's mad yeah and that's us on psychology for the gay today yeah <laughs> um i remember being on like sports teams <gasps> and just be out of real and being like i can't contribute to the um aim of scoring because i a don't a i'm not very good and b just don't want to because I, I went to a boys school and we had to play Same. rugby. Oh, yeah. And um, so I was on this rugby pitch and I was like, um, I don't want, honestly, I don't want to pick the ball up because um, you you guys are pushing each other over. Yeah, which don't I find run anywhere near Mind boggling. Why are you, guys, we don't have to do this. We don't have to push each other over. This Join is... me in a revolution <laughs> against this, guys. We don't need to you play rugby. Do There's other things to play. There's other things we can do with our time than just like, it's cold and muddy and you're just, Kicking the oh shit God, out of each Chris, other. I've never related to something more <laughs> in my just, life. But I used to. I remember that I used to sort of stand and just like make a comment. I used to like comment, like make a commentary, do like a sort of sarcastic <laughs> news reporter commentary, and I'd like make some of the other people in the team laugh who like also weren't taking it. That's but then other people would be like, "Chris, the ball," and I'd be like, "Bounce past me," and be like, "Oh, it's bounce Sorry. past me while I was doing this my little, my little bit." My one man show with the side <laughs> yeah, it, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, what are we doing? I mean, honestly, I'm, what are we doing? I'm, <laughs> Get me out. Um, how's 
how, how, so you say you went to a boys' school as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, an all boys' school. Awful. Yeah. Truly awful. It was. It was some of the worst years of of my. Do you know? I went to an all. So in Ireland, you do primary school for eight years. Uh-huh. The last three years, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Really, really. You know, I, I, if if kids don't have an authority figure that is willing to explain things and, and, and be authoritative in a classroom, it just goes mad. And people are like, I mean, literally vile bullying. Yeah. I go away on holiday and come back and there'll be things, David is gay written in my books. David oh. is gay written in the toilet. They'd call me, you know, I'm a big old unit. You know, they call me duck arse when I was younger. I mean, honest to God, duck arse. Now I'm like, duck it, baby. But back then, absolutely traumatised. Do you know what I mean? Duck arse. I'm absolutely traumatised. <laughs> In case oh. anyone doesn't know my physical um, uh, physical being, I have quite a large arse. Quite a large arse, doesn't it? You know, I could knock you off if I did a pirouette out turn. <laughs> and then secondary school, I went to a, a mixed school for four years. And then we moved areas and I went to an all-boys school. And you know, by the time I went to that all-boys school for the last two years of school, of secondary school, I literally was head down. Don't engage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Head down, don't engage. And I was literally like a shadow of my former self because I knew what some of these boys were capable of doing and the mental trauma they caused. Yeah. So for me, I didn't really flourish until I went to musical theatre college. Which really. Which is then the perfect, beyond perfect. Yeah, suddenly you're like, oh my God, place. look at this. <laughs> this is like a... Look at me, I'm ready to dazzle now. Yeah. Exactly. So so for me, I like I feel like it, it, it was a time that, you know, I look back on, I not with me- fond memories, not because, you know, I'm doing a Debbie Downer, but it would be really disingenuous of me to say that. Was, oh, I love school. I didn't. I fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't very academic either. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so and it, there wasn't like, it, there wasn't like a, it's not as if you could get, you know, lost in your books and write, like you just like, I don't want to be here anymore because I want to go and act and sing and... I don't want to be here. I don't want to yeah. get in these books. I don't care about... But I mean, some of the, some of the, they need, really need to reevaluate the education system. Not us single-handedly uh, rewriting education for children worldwide, but they 100% do. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck were we doing learning about this? L- literally, learn. no, no. If you're going to do history, you need to do all of it. You know, it, let's thanks. not let's not whitewash and, and, and remove this, the bits that you don't want us to know about. And the, the most... So I dropped history because I found it, like, I was like, this is... This is not a thing at all. Mm-hmm. We were like learning about, I know, like I, I kind of see like why it was interesting, but we were learning about um, like uh, how um, oh fucking hell, forgotten it, but it was like like um, trains and like how they used to separate fields, like for the benefit of the barons in the land or something, and like looking back, you're like, why on earth were we doing that when like the world in general has the the history of the world is like enormous and magical like how much actual stuff has gone on yeah i want to know about the gay man who broke the codes you know in world war you know two for the germans i want to know about you know the fact that 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 happened slave owners were still being paid by the government for the release of their slaves like up to like 10 years ago like like just mad crap that we don't know of that actually would i think help people really understand each other each other and how we are as a society totally but now i spent a lot of time um learning about the trains the, the, and the teacher was, yeah, with with respect, Mr. Jones, 
he was called, he used to call them locomotives. And I was like, I locomotives. This, this is not where I need to be. The only train. It's called a train. I need to know about other ones on Style Express. Yeah, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. And it's such a, um, of course, like maths, you need to tell the time, you need to yeah, know what totally. changed. But like, and reading and writing helps. But why don't they do theory tests and safe driving at schools? Why isn't that compulsory? Yeah. You'd limit then road traffic, um, you know, kind of... If it was a state thing, a system thing, yeah. why don't they do... I mean, I didn't learn about sex education. I was just... I was on the tip of my tongue. I had not one drop of sex ed for heterosexualness or homosexualness. If you'd have said if any of it, if you said what was going to read to me a while ago, you know, when I was at school, I'd be like, Cause it's a form of pasta. Yeah. I'll have... <laughs> I'll have a plate of gonorrhea with the bolognese, please. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, my God. Totally. Chlamydia is actually a beautiful girl's name. It's, oh, I love it. She's a tongue. lovely girl, chlamydia. Yeah. And don't get me sad on her cousin syphilis. She's yes. a beautiful girl. Stunning. Syphilis. Yes, syphilis. Um, yeah. And looking back, not one mention at a boys' school, consent. Absolutely. Respect for that. What goes on in women's bodies? Shouldn't the all these boys know well, actually what the, a period is? What, Probably. Well, this is it, you know. And it's kind of like look look where we are now. We're, like what's happening in Texas, and and oh. looking at you know the fact that women shouldn't be paying for period products. You know that is just come on. It's, where are we like in the world? And then we've like people focus on the fact that in Dublin this week, um, at primary schools. Sorry, in Dublin this week, primary schools are being giving uh, kids are being given pamphlets to explain to them about different pronouns and how people identify. Right. And people are like, oh, that's terrible. I'm like, <laughs> it's not. It's, just, it's not because actually, it doesn't even concern you because it's not your problem. It's not your problem. So mind yeah, yeah. your business. Piss off. Oh my. God. <laughs> and so, and like the whole conversation about um, you know, having yeah, stating your pronouns, people having different pronouns. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to grasp. It's it. I'm not asking you to go read the Iliad or like learn a Mozart symphony with a with a like if you don't she, play the violin. I'm asking you to just if someone says this is their pronoun, it's different to yours or different what you might expect. That's all you have to do. You it, just have to go. Okay. You the, actually you actually just need to say. Okay. Cool. It's a social construct, male and female. Yeah. It's a social construct where people we were told that boys like blue. And girls like pink. And actually, I like pink and blue. Yeah, yeah. I like, you know, all these things. You know, I identify as a he, him. But I can understand and I totally, I will never understand the, their, the, them, their inner feelings. And I would never say that I do uh, of people who are non-binary. Yeah. But they have to be respected and they have to be accepted as, as much as you accept somebody or don't, you know, th- it, when they are gay. And I think it's really yeah. important that as we use people is, you know, when, 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 and particularly on mainstream media now, you know, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you can get it. You're just choosing not yeah, to, yeah. you know. Or, or one is, um, I can't keep up. I can't I keep up. I can't keep up. Keep up with what? Yeah. <laughs> You have to just be like, you know, I can't, you know, if, um, yeah, if celebrities are, ch- you know, very publicly changing or coming out, you know, a couple of times or whatever, you know, I can't keep up. Well, you just, we'll just do. We'll just, just do it. It's not a choice. Just, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually not, but then not down to you. Don't get offended if someone turns around and says, oh, "I'm so sorry, I'm actually them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this I'm, might... I'm non-binary. I identify as non, you know, non-binary. Yeah. 
I think the problem is, is that, you know, people mix all these different things and identities together and then they just become, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Actually, it's very, very simple. Yeah. You just say to somebody, what are your pronouns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. And if you get it wrong, you say sorry and you get it, and then you get it right next time. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It's also not about... Not saying you, like you, the person that we're talking about, but like it's not about you. It's about the person it's about who's who's coming out for in whatever way. Exactly. So exactly. let let them do it. Exactly, Chris. And I think that's that's that sounds very 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 question time. Then exactly, yeah. Chris. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, exactly. It's just it's just about just I I always say lead with an open heart. Mm-hmm. Open yourself up to listening to people and you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like my mum and dad have two children, mm-hmm. two sons, and we're both gay. Yeah. How fun is it having a queer sibling, by the way? My little sister's gay. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love it. I just say to my mum, like, mum, your vagina is like an LGBT makeup factory. Oh my God. Magic. Honestly, magic. You're unicorn fanny, actually, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, me and my brother came out to each other first. Yeah. You know? So nice. And, we, our parents, they grew up in a very working class area of Dublin, a very mm. inner city, working class area, you know, where, where, you know, and I, well, nobody can challenge me over this because it wasn't. The understanding of gay and homosexual people and queer people was just not existent, mm-hmm. you know, because once again, the Catholic Church yeah. dictated everything. Uh. And yeah. my dad, who is a man's man from Dublin, grew up in a family full of, I think, what was it, how many brothers did Three brothers and three sisters and, you know, they live in a two-bedroom, three-bedroom council house. Yeah. He said to me when we came out, I loved you when you were born. I love you even more now. Now, I am one of the lucky ones because, and my mum said, when I said to her, I was gay, she was like, oh, because she knew how upset I was about building up, say, this moment. Mm. And the two of them are so embraceive. Like my mum and ring was like, how's my gaze? You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just embraced it and it wasn't, so I always say to people that if, if, it's, if, you, if it's not your normal, make it your normal because my parents did. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know anything about this and then suddenly, they're like, oh, it's all right, yeah. it's okay. And it's so much more freeing for them to just be like, this is the way it is. Let's get down with it. And what is the age gap between you, you and your sister? So we're 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 about six and a half years, about seven years. Okay, so not not, not like it's not like a huge huge like it's not, not like massive, huge. but it's not we're it's not an, like. I mean, we act like we are twins, but I love that we are we are a bit different. We are a bit um, separate in age. Um, me and my brother, that Joseph, there's four and a half years between okay. me and him. So um, it's it's. He's young enough for it to be my younger brother, but yeah. still close enough, like you say. Like, we act like like everyone knows, don't come for Joseph because I'll destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't come for me because Joseph will destroy you. So yeah, it's like yeah. a real bond, isn't it? Like, and totally. I, and, and I don't know if it, people say to me, is that because you're both gay? And I'm like, oh, it'd be wrong of me to say, no, it's not. But I don't also want to say that every letter closeness is just purely down to the fact that we both enjoy the male form. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've mean, got to say something to, different. It's something there. nice to talk, to talk about. But. Absolutely, except my brother won't. Oh, fair. Oh, he's like, I'm not talking about that with you, thank yeah. you. And I'm like, go on, are you dating anyone at the moment, Joseph? He's like, I'm not talking to you about this, goodbye. Yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes. So me, me and um, Elizabeth have a very, like, very hugely open conversation. It's my mum's name. Oh, is it? <laughs> me and your mother. Me, uh, <laughs> me and your ma. <laughs> but sometimes I'll say... Um, Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, and he's really hot, and she'll just be like, "Ew, gross." And then that's, <laughs> I love that's that. What I, get. Um, I love that. But um, but no, and I think I I definitely think 
as you say, like I would, if either of us wasn't um, gay, we would still be have a great relationship. We've got an older sister who's straight, and we love her and have, you know, get on with her really well, of course. Um, but there's just something about we talked about it like the other day when she was home. We were just like, there's something about being queer in this house together, like you know, having a similar experience, having of course. the system, like not even like that they or just the family we do we have where we went to school where we lived there's only two people here that know what it's like to do that as homosexuals like of course so yeah 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 you just like what was it like going to this church as a homosexual well you know so let's talk about that and what yeah, was it like yeah, having yeah. this auntie or fish and chips on friday or yeah just anything like what was it like being doing that but in this experience, absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's it's that that connection as well. I suppose it is you're so right. Is the thing that will bond you, yeah. Because it does only it does only there's one person that you can reference saying, totally. I know that you know what this feels like. Yeah, and she and and um, for <clears> me, I mean, <throat> when I came out, she was a bit younger, and I had to say, um, <laughs> interestingly, I used a lesbian reference to explain it to her because she was a Friends fan. So oh. I was like, you know. Carol and Susan, like Ross's ex-wife and her wife. I was like, I'm that. I'm Carol. I'm Carol. <laughs> I don't have a Susan at present. Have... Oh, you do? You did? Brilliant. <laughs> I have a Susan. You'll meet her soon. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him. Um, that's my drag persona, actually, is Carol. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then so actually looking back, that's really funny because then she was like, cool, same. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like I could be like, I was. I'm so glad I was there for her when she was like, "This is happening to me. I've got this. I'm seeing this person. I'm, you know, got this yeah, girlfriend yeah, or yeah. that girl or whatever." Um, so no, it was really special. Oh, I love that. That's so special. That yeah. is special. But um, I, so I'm so glad we uh, got onto this naturally because I was just gonna like crowbar the gay sibling conversation in, but we just we just came on. It to just it came really on naturally. To it. I love that. It was meant to happen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. So, um, this podcast is all about feeling good, good vibes, doing whatever you want to do, need to do to keep your mood up, keep on your vibration. Mm -hmm. And what are some things you've done maybe recently or you do all the time or you used to do or do just to keep yourself you? Yeah. Do you know what? It's it's changed over the last year. I didn't realise how much I enjoy. I used to, I, I used to... The thought of it was was worse than actually doing it. It was going for a walk. Mm. And I used to live in Putney Barnes. And um, I would go and get this coffee in the best coffee place ever. And go and sit by the river. Nice. And literally, I'd be like, oh, God, this is so nice. Mm-hmm. i just sit there and just like what people watch. I just loved it. Just but me by myself. Doing that, like I said, I, the sun as well. So I enjoy being outdoors a lot more than I actually thought I did. And that didn't come through until the pandemic Anderson came around. <clears throat> really That's homing what, that in. I'm not letting that it's go. It's rolling more and more easily off the tongue. Fantastic. That's what we like. Pandela and- <laughs> Pandemala Anderson. Pan- what, I've lost it again. What is it? Pandemala Anderson. <laughs> Pandemala Anderson. Yeah. You you can say Pandemi Lovato as well. If, if we can that, bring them both in. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. I'm really like... Write in. Email in. Email in with D- your, your, your abbreviations yeah, of yeah. Uh, the pandemic with a pop 
cultural icon. Cultural icon. Um, but yeah, so I didn't realize so much like I enjoyed being outside and mm. like my boyfriend's got the most beautiful garden and I love to just lie out. Even if it's cold, sometimes like there was times where I literally would fall asleep. Yeah. Just like being out in the elements. And I know that sounds it maybe sounds a bit wanky to people, but that's my go to kind of like if I need to make myself feel that. Also, breathing is really important. As someone who is on medication every day for anxiety and OCD, mm-hmm. um, learning like rituals and triggers is, uh, you know, rituals and triggers are part of having OCD, but like learning ones that can counteract them is really important. So like, you know, the other way when you're at college, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, they're always like, guys, careful with your knees when you're bending. And you're like, okay, all right, doll. And then you're 33 and I'm like, oh my God, my knees, <laughs> my knees. And they're like, and they're like, breathe, guys, breathe. And you're like, all right, okay. And now I'm like, oh God, I need to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really kind of learned that. Like, it, there is so much power in that breath. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much power in that breath. And also, listening to music yeah. has just literally become... Like, it's transportive, isn't it? It's trans- oh my God, literally. Yeah. I was sitting in the tube and closed my eyes and just listened to my AirPods. Mm-hmm. Literally. Hopefully don't miss my next stop. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> End up in um, West Ryslip. Literally, West Ryslip, because <laughs> I was listening to Celine Dion's first album. Like, awful. <laughs> um, not her album. Me not getting off my stop. So yeah, so that's kind of my thing, is that like, that? of course there's other things which I think are a bit more thicker, but like, you know, I love bougie meals and I love mm-hmm. expensive champagne and stuff like that. But they're kind of, I think, a little bit more... Um, kind of fickle and kind of things that you know that you know I love to sit on the couch and order expensive takeaway and drink you know yeah but also we love that like if that's if that's what just makes you if that's just what makes you happy then great yeah, yeah absolutely and then and not um not feeling not like uh, feeling bad about it or not like saying maybe you shouldn't do this tonight or da 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 if that's, what, if that's just what turns you on then just great yeah yeah of course of course and I and, and I think you know it's it, it's it's a, it's a funny one because obviously you know when you, you feel like when you're on things like podcasts and stuff like that you want to give a fair representation but you also want to be inclusive of like you know like some people are just sure, not sure, going to sure. be able to go and you know spend money like that and I haven't always got money you know at my disposal mm. I certainly haven't you know after the year we've had you no. know but they, they, you know I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy going to a restaurant and ordering meals I love good food I love I love socialising with friends as yeah. well and that's in those circumstances in those you know that vibe and kind of just and, and one of the most things I love laughing and <sighs> That's why over the pandemic, see people like yourself come to the forefront with video. I mean, honestly, I would watch some of your videos on replay and oh. go down to my housemate, Craig. I'm like, Craig, have you seen this? <laughs> He's done a new one! This is a new one! And I'd be so, so, like, excited. And I think the power of laughter is such a huge thing. Oh, my God, amazing. And, and, and to see people online like yourself, Johnny Wilden, Oscar, um, Scott Page, people who I all kind of all your content generally makes me smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's so important, so important. And I just I just loved, that was one of my, my, my go-tos if I felt anxious during the pandemic, was, was looking at those videos, just to get myself centred again. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm touched. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm mm. just so glad. I actually have had messages similar to that from people that, that really helped people in lockdown and um, people with more specific... Um, events that you know, they were that they were going through not just pandemic stuff they'd be like you know this is what I'm going through and just to let you know I've laughed for an hour at your videos and like that's truly just made my it just made my heart grow well, two sizes because I was just yeah like, and it should as it's well it's just uh, like I mean 
obviously I said earlier, making people laugh was a bit of a defense me- survival tactic. Mm-hmm. But like, I love it too. I mean, I love making people, I love laughing so much. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, f- I almost feel like when I'm laugh when I, if, if I'm laughing with someone, that's like, you're, you're, you're perfectly with them. And like you, you're in that moment with them. You, you both found it funny. You brought them instant joy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For that moment, they're not thinking about anything apart from laughing. I think that is amazing. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, by doing that, you, you know, you've unleashed maybe something that maybe wasn't, people didn't see before. Like, oh, Chris has like actually got incredible comedy timing. Mm. Like I literally, my favourite was, you're giving it to the dog. <laughs> I don't think it's very good for the dog. <laughs> literally, you're, you're, check out his videos, my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, things like that, like knowing that you're and opening up and like creating new, doors for ourselves mm. by, by and that is the great thing about social media yeah that is the most amazing thing about social media is you have built up an audience mm. of and so many celebs going to your page and being like you know Tracy Ann Oberman madness absolutely obsessed with it isn't she madness. did she follow you before no. or did she she did it from I mean that's cray cray but bananas babe but a true testament to how much people needed to be made, made laugh over yeah. the pandemic and you've just absolutely nailed it so oh. honestly it's so brilliant that's very kind thank you um but talking about making people laugh <laughs> um you're doing a one man show in october i am i am tell us about it well i if, if 2019 i did my first kind of live kind of stand up show yeah and it was called song sketches and shit <laughs> <laughs> and this one's called O'Reilly O'Reilly. I love, I love that title. Oh, I love that. that you love it. it was either that I was going to call it that or for fuck's sake, David, <laughs> which, which everyone just says to me all the time, FFS, David, fuck's sake, David. So remember that O'Reilly O'Reilly. Yeah, that can be my, U- yeah, 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 UK tour, international tour. Yeah. And I thought back in 2019 when I did it, I need to just try this. Because I know stand up is difficult. Yeah. But I want to try it. Yeah. I want you know, I watch those, you know, some of the greatest comedians that I watch, you know, can do stand up and some can't. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, comedians, com- comedy actors are not necessarily good at stand up. And, and I wanted to try it. And we sold out on top of the arts there. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to do it now. I'm going <laughs> to literally <laughs> have to. Well. You couldn't shut me up. Oh. I got to that stage. I didn't care if they were laughing. I was cracking jokes. Yeah, I was, and I just loved it. So when the opportunity came around this time, when D Lap came to me, um, D Lap Productions came to me, and their subsidiary company, Fourth Wall Live, came to me and said, "We have a date at Lola's. We're doing a season. Uh, would you do a concert?" And I was like, "I'm not going to do a concert because I really don't enjoy singing. Mm-hmm. Facts about me: people think because I work in musical theatre, I hate singing by myself. It makes me so anxious. Uh-huh. Um, but I will do my. I'll do a stand-up show for you. And there, I half half expect them to go. Oh, it's not really what we want to do. But them come. Okay, yeah, cool. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus. oh, that's actually- <laughs> oh, oh my god. And the capacity is four times bigger than the arts theatre. So <gasps> great. But uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. I might have a few exciting guests. Yes. <laughs> Are you committing to it? I'm committing. We can announce now that Chris <laughs> is going to be joining me. Um, is this your first time live doing it then? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what I'll be doing. Oh, it'll be incredible. I'll be doing it. Well, I'm so excited that you are. Honestly, I could have welled up when you said yes because to, to know that you kind of would be part of something to do with my show and you'd be part of it and 
just I just know that my odd my odd is what a wanker. <laughs> my friends my, are some of them they cross over to yeah, your yeah, friends, sure, and yeah. I know how much joy you brought to them. So I just feel like the strong the show will just be that bit stronger by having your involvement. Oh uh, you well, know? I'm so um petrified, but in a really good way. And oh. I'm so thank I'm so excited and grateful that you asked me to. Well, be a part of it I couldn't be more honoured and I think it's going to be great now, so funny, will this be out before then I'll, we'll make sure it is um, if you want you can come tickets are available um, at the Hippodrome uh, website uh, it's at Lola's it's the 6th of October £25 for tickets but trust me it's worth it it's worth it uh, 7.30 doors open and the show's at 8 and it's Love. like it's like a cabaret bougie setting so like it's like not too intimidating but like as a theatre nice. it's like a really bougie open bar setting which is really cool Perfect. but yeah so uh, that, 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 that for me was as well and as well I'm I'm unemployed come the end of September so that's why I did it as well <laughs> they're like you can make this amount of money I was like grand I'm there grand I'll be there oh lovely yeah I'll do a whole weekend I'll do, do you want me to do a whole weekend make it the winter season <laughs> could you imagine I'm not sure you'll sell the t- oh I'll sell the tickets I'll sell it but I'll make sure me. I'll sell it I'll make sure it. <laughs> do you want me to cover for Magic Mike Magic oh, yeah, Mike yeah. be the only t- time I'll be topped by Magic Mike <laughs> Magic Mike. Um, oh God, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, so David, I don't know if you're aware um, that Nomo, the wonderful Nomo, sponsors this podcast. Nomo is the uh, dairy, egg, gluten, and nut, all allergen-free chocolate, um, and it's absolutely delicious. They've sent us some <gasps> treats to try. There's in your hand. You hold the sea salt and caramel flavor. Oh my God, my favorite. Are I you? Do you have any dietary requirement? Do you? Eat all chocolate, or do, do you? Do I look like I have you... any dietary requirements? <laughs> I'm sitting right in front of you, you literally the size you... of a small country, and he's like, "Do you have any?" Diet? Yeah, I do have dietary requirements. I want to add <laughs> all. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, it's... <laughs> I usually do a little uh, countdown, but <laughs> it's just put it straight, in straight down the hatch. <laughs> what do you think, darling? I really like it. Uh, Can you? It tastes like chocolate. Well, exactly that. That's the that's the goal. <laughs> and it's vegan. Yeah. So vegans can have it. Mm. Oh my god, that's amazing. I really like that. You're a fan. How does it get taste like chocolate? Witchcraft. <laughs> Witchcraft. It's not mad. Yeah. How good is it? There's no milk in it. No. No, I, I promise. That... Oh, you have my word. That is my... It's cocoa. Um, can ve- vegans eat cocoa? Yeah. Right, I can taste the cocoa. That's yeah. amazing. And the caramel? Yeah, the, the sea salt is amazing. And the caramel mixture. Gorge, right? Oh, God, I love that. I feel yeah. like I'm on Gabby Rossen's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> she does taste tests and that. She? Yeah, she does. Well, I was on it once and we did Wagga Mamas. Oh, my God, what but did you have? I had, like... A, it was a vegan dessert as well. And you felt like you were like this... Now I'm biting into my vegan, you know, chocolate. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, no, this is cute. Oh, oh I love that. the aftertaste of the sea salt. Yeah. Mmm. It's a taste sensation. It is an absolute taste sensation. Oh. Excuse me, what my mouth for? <laughs> uh, well, that was a success. Um, thank you so much, Nemo, for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, let's get back to it. Unguilty Pleasures with Christopher Hall. We have to ask you here on Unguilty Pleasure the question, which is. We've maybe danced around it, but what would you say? 
you know David O'Reilly. My unguilty pleasure. Is your unguilty pleasure. My unguilty pleasure is. Sorry, I just cut your line off there. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Should we do that again? No, do you know what? You've done it now. Oh, yeah, I'm and, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, let's yeah. just cut print. It's my on. podcast, yeah. David. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God. Um, no, no, no. Go. It is. I go onto YouTube. And do you know what I watch? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for whatever you're going to say. Former rounds-ups and people's best bits from Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, my goodness me. And I'm... Who's specifically? Kim Woodburn. Of course. Gemma Collins. Of course. Do you remember Gemma, uh, Gemma Jameson and Farah? Oh, I didn't watch it. Who's the, who's Gemma Jameson and Farah? No, when was when that? When they were in there with... Na- uh, with uh, what's her name from... Uh, Natasha from... Oh, stop Atomic yelling. What's Sherry Hewson. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> this is what we get from you all the fucking time. Oh, my God. So sorry. Felix is in there doing all the um, the levels on the thing. <laughs> like, oh, the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's busting, gonna... busting through your... Tinnitus. Um, <laughs> you know, when your um, AirPods say you're listening to, uh, like, judging by how loud your music is, like... This is not good for your ears. My phone pops up and tells me. Oh, mine, yeah, mine does like, as well. Like, daily, your music's too loud. I'm, I'm like, like, I don't need that from you. I'm like, hold on, mind your business, I bought you. <laughs> I don't need that from you. Yeah, I paid you. Um, I have to say, <laughs> uh, I mean, the audience don't need to be told, but the series of Slayer to Big Brother with Gemma Collins <gasps> is some of the best television in, in recent times or ever. I could quote you. Tiffany Haddish. Not Tiffany Haddish. Pretty much, I'm going to let Gemma know that she is a fat cunt. (laughs) Uh, Or the other one. The shoes she gave me are all maiden style shoes. She said these shoes were supposed to be worn by a beautiful woman, which she is unqualified. Or my best one was. So, you know, I'm Scotty Tease now that I'm here with open arms, open mouth, and open legs. And I'm like, okay, I'm obsessed with this bitch. Oh my uh, god! This, this is bitch, you want your shoes back? Oh, you those shoes you gave me? And you want goes, them? She goes, I've already got them. I've already got. I've them. already got them. Yeah, and if there's diamonds missing from those shoes, because your fat feet knocked them out. <laughs> Gemma, 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 I heard you call me a silly cunt. Yeah, it did. yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Megan McKenna. Oh, she. She she was oh she wasn't that she was that season that poor girl I hope she's had a, had she, a chamomile tea and calmed down know, a little bit yeah. what is she um, a fig it's not a dinner what is fig is not a dinner but well but also I mean if we're talking about Megan McKenna we need to talk about the X Factor celebrity win oh yeah yeah that yeah. hasn't really amounted to much not the best timing. With the with the uh, the pandemic, pandemic Anderson. I was there a few times actually because one of my good friends, Jenny Ryan, is the vixen for oh, the chase. Yeah, yeah. And it was a weird, weird show. Weird show. They, you know, Jenny, Jenny, you know, the Martin Bashir getting through week after week when you were losing like actually really incredible actually singers good. like and Johnny P- Laby and the guy from Glee and and um, the girl from. Uh, Love Actually. Love Actually. Her face, she was like, what, babe? When she got, and they were like, uh, sorry. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, I've flown over here. Uh, yeah, to this circus. Circus. What is happening? The fact that they like, they sacked their creative directors halfway through the series. But I have to say, I was so proud of like, Jenny. Mm. She's been through so much in her life with regards to like, bullying. And to see her standing on that stage, 
being her authentic self, yeah. doing what she loves, being a total star. And do you know what? Like, she, she, for every show, it was game. I'd see her in the green room, and then she would, they'd come and, they because they liked them to be in the green room for some reason. Okay. Whereas I think most of them wanted to just be by themselves in a room, but I don't know whether it was a kind of part of the show to get them hyped up a little bit. Right. And nervous, but. You, she wonder, She was in the zone and I remember yeah. one time she was walking out and I just felt I just went in front of the whole green room come on Jenny <laughs> you got this <laughs> and she was and she just turned to me and gave me a thumbs up and kept on walking I said, yes I do she was honey. like yes I've got it done and she went and she nailed it and actually yeah. you know she just absolutely stormed that competition and I was so proud of her but yeah the celebrity X Factor I think that was when Bit people reach. yeah yeah even, even though I did the, the Megan McKenna all I ever wanted was this moment that song because because like vintage american idol and pop idol fame academy pop stars the rivals that was like that was religion yeah for me yeah 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 like that like do, that, you, do you remember looking back on some of those shows do you remember um kim marsh which was told by nigel lithgow she's too big she, the turkeys had a bit of stuffing over the christmas come on now Terrible, and I, t- I just turned around to him and said, "Yeah, and I can lose weight. What the fuck are you going to do, you ugly bastard? <laughs> you, you monster, you absolute monster, absolute monster." Oh, the X Factor clip that came out of Louis and Simon, like telling this girl she needed to lose weight. Who was that? Have you not seen that clip? No. Oh, I'll send it to you, Chris. Um, oof, honestly, just anything that went on was. Let's just. Apologise for everything that was said. Well, it's just you have the last twenty years. How we've evolved as a society. Thank God. You know, and and the thing is, is that because it happened and it was aired, I think we should leave it and we learn from it. Yeah. And we let those people. You know, those people, they were being paid to a job, and the TV wanted them to do that. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember that as well. And she was really uh, Kim was really um worried about having her two kids. (gasps) Yeah. And then she came out. She told them about it. They were like, "It's fine." But you're the singer, babe. Yeah, isn't that half of what the, 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 the... What you think is going to um, hinder your... And now look at her. Yeah. She's flying high. Yeah. Now BBC One presenter, just come out however many years in Coronation Street. Doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so you love going back and watching the big bits. That's oh, the big brother. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, anything else? Um, what else? I mean, that's I... enough. That is... Yeah, I think, that's, I, th- I think that's a good one, yeah. It's very yeah. comforting. YouTube holes, just falling into that YouTube hole. of like, you start out watching Celebrity and the next minute you're looking at a man carve out statues and cheese. And you- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're like, and you're like this perfect. is fantastic. This has been recommended for you and perfect. Literally. And guys, have you, you so seen much. this? This man has just made a small university out of a block of mozzarella. It's <laughs> absolutely unreal. Would you believe it? Yeah. Um, I love as well. Um, I'm quite a fan of Six, the musical, and bless those stands for going every night for me and filming every single line version. Yeah, every version. Have you seen the vocal coaches who watch back people's performances? Oh, that the blonde hair woman with glasses. No, she's iconic. She's hilarious. (laughs) There's an American one. Oh no, hate her. Can't bear it. She she does it on musicals on the performances. She's like. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. She's popping a lot and she's using her chat. I'm like, no, I'm out. At least the one from up north is a little bit endearing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she, she goes, oh, 
that sounds great. Yeah. She's really doing it. She's really good. Da, da, da. And I love that. But she did. The, but the reason I'm wrong that up was because she started critiquing his sixth performance the other day. And uh, I was like, you're trash. Stop yeah, that. enough. Enough, enough now. Enough. Um, yeah. But so I, yours that, is six. So then I go on and they're like, it'll be like recommended for you. Just like. <sighs> So many versions, mega, and then all the comments are like, "Oh my god, love so and so in this track. She really shines." Or like, bit of a weird one. In the, bit of, must have been an off night for so and so because she looks a bit nervous or something like. Or like, she got thrown on really quick. Like, all the, I love all that uh, uh-huh. standum that you can. Well, get. yeah, you gotta be careful sometimes with these. These people are a bit, a bit too much. A bit, yeah. This just you know, because you're buying a ticket to a show. We're real people. Doesn't again going back to people. what we said about everybody thinks they're a judge. Very the television right. judge. Oh. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. not. That's why I came off Twitter. I was like, all oh, you guys are messes. It's, it's, it's a mess. Twitter's a mess. Yeah. I, I really wish I had the willpower to do that. Actually, that's something I don't. I find myself endlessly scrolling. Do and you? I need, to, I need to nip that on the board. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's gone for me. It's not a thing. Did you feel liberated? Yeah. To, to be honest, though, you know when you... You, <laughs> you know when you didn't... Uh, well, I'm guilty of... Like acting, it was when I was like at college, so like ten years ago, and you just the I feel the power of social media wasn't no. what it is, and we didn't realize what it was. Mm-hmm. And like I've, if you scroll back like years, I'm like acting presenters with just my opinion, just like because you, but you didn't really know. And, and now you, are, you know that is a direct line to their phone. So shut your fucking mouth if you've got anything nasty to say. But like, but also. If you became a celebrity, the first thing these papers do, Go throw <laughs> through the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you even say something remotely offensive, yeah. they will twist no matter what it is to make to, to, to drag your arse. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, I don't mean like if it was racist or anything like that. I mean like you may have tweeted Michelle Visage once saying, I mean, bitch, like, are you serious? Yeah. And they're like... I, do you know what I used to do? I used to... Um, I was on my Facebook, actually. I used to get so invested in like, so you think you could dance in X Factor and stuff. Like, if you, on a Saturday night, I'd have, like, eight statuses. I'd be like, what? Really, Louis? da 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 Like, Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. And um, there was a guy, I, like, met, I, like, put a status up about, like, as if she's gotten through judges' houses. And there was someone at college who was just like, she's actually, like, she's my friend. Like, a guy in my year was like, they're my friend. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, my God, this isn't, this is, like, for everyone to see. See, it's not my diary. Yeah. It's yeah, not- you think, and I remember one time I was tweeting, on like one of these shows, again, just like using the hashtag and I was like 19. And like somebody, again, like one of their, somebody's friend of like a contestant, like saw it and was like, wind your neck in basically. Or just like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, I remember like the the colour draining from my face and just being like, oh my God, this is the, I'm on the internet. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, yeah, Yeah. chatting like this. Yeah, we forget though, because we just, that is the, that, the toxicity, toxic. I can never say toxicity. Toxicity yeah. of Twitter is is that I always say just because you can tweet doesn't mean you should. Sure, yeah. And I, if it's you've got a an lesson. Opinion, no all, one actually wants to hear it. Exactly. You know, some things I'm like, and I, and you know, I ended up going through a real period of I would just build people up by retweeting things I thought were great and funny, and yeah. this person's great and that person's great and all, and just try and do that, you know, because yeah. otherwise it becomes a little bit of an echo chamber of negativity. Totally. And like you said, with how social media can be good, there is so much education and yes. communication and connections you can make with people online, all that stuff. One hundred percent. But. Oh my God, what's on the flip side? God, it's just, yeah, anyway. 
Oh God, yeah. we've ended. Um, we've kind of rounded up on quite a uh, somber note. Oh, <laughs> take it back up there now. Here we go. Wind it back. Wind it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can they find? Where can the listeners find you on the internet, David? They can find me on on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to <laughs> where we can have a real bitch about everyone. <laughs> yeah, where, where I fucking drag everyone's asses. <laughs> Um, if you go to my, I think my Instagram is at David Awar one seven four five, and if you go on there, actually, I've got this thing. It's a whole Instagram story. Like, what's it called? A folder. Uh, is highlight. it a folder? A highlight of all hilarious clips that I have from like TV series of like Miriam Margulies, oh of like all, Kim Woodburn, all these really funny people falling over on stage. <laughs> Like so, if you ever fancy a laugh, go to my page and have a look at that because honestly, I do still go on and like watch some of them back. Whenever like, you need a giggle, yeah. Search Instagram and come see O'Reilly O'Reilly. Come see O'Reilly O'Reilly, please. Be a hoot. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a fantastic night. We are, we are, we are. I can't wait. Um, thank you so much for being here. This was a dream, and thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, Chris. Bye, David. You icon. <laughs> Legend. Unguilty Pleasure is produced by Felix. Check her out at basement.space. The theme tune is written and performed by Jordan Lavinia at Jordan Lavinia on IG. And the cover up for the podcast is by Alex Codd at It's Art Babes. Go show some love and support. Thank you so much. Bye.